This is the Film Slut Podcast. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. Um, this is like extremely late for September movies because I got my wisdom teeth removed. I got all four teeth removed in one go in 50 minutes at the dentist and my teeth hurt so much and I couldn't talk normally and I still have this tiny tiny lisp but it's fine you know like I'm fine now I got my stitches removed today so it was really painful but it was a good kind of pain you know but yeah um, I'm gonna talk about movies that I saw in September so I started off watching I'm Thinking of Ending Things, the new Charlie Kaufman movie that came out this year. I've been waiting for this movie for ages, ever since I knew that um, he was shooting it with Jesse Buckley and Jesse Plemons, both of like one of the like new great actors. And I read the book as well. The book wasn't that great, honestly, but Charlie Kaufman turned it into something else and the ending, girl, it blew my mind. The um, like whole creepiness and like unnerving feeling that you get is just like so addictive. I saw it twice, but it's really really good. Not my favorite Charlie Kaufman movie, but it's still like up there definitely. I gave it five out of five. And then I rewatched another Charlie Kaufman movie, um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind with Kate Winslet and Jim Carrey, and. Oh my god. I forgot how like great of a movie this was. It's so heartbreaking and like oh it's just like the lines that they say in it just stay in your head forever. Um Kate Winslet is so great in it. I love Clementine. And yeah, it's just like a super unique story that you definitely need to watch. And Kirsten Dunst in it is so good. The score is amazing by John Bryan. He just does like the best scores. Um, he did the Ladybird score and Synecdoche, New York. So yeah, that was also five out of five. And then I watched this movie Emma that also came out this year at the start of the year, and people were joking about it because like that was like before cinemas shut, so people were saying that Emma was going to be the only movie at the Oscars. Along with Sonic the Hedgehog. But (laughs) it was an okay movie. It's with Anya Taylor-Joy, which everyone loves. Like, she's the best in Thoroughbreds and The Witch and New Mutants, but she's not good in that. But it's a shit movie anyways. But it was okay. It's based on a book by Jane Austen, and it's also a remake of a Gwyneth Paltrow version, I believe. But it was fun, like Mia Goth is in it, and I love her from High Life, and Suspiria, she's great in Suspiria. It's like a fun movie, and like cute costumes and everything. So yeah. And then I saw this movie, oh my god, I saw Maurice, it's directed by James Ivory, and he did the Call Me By Your Name screenplay. Um, he's the old man at the Oscars that wore the um, shirt with Timothy's face on it, like painted on his shirt. But yeah, it was so freaking good. 
This movie is like a period piece, but it's about like two students in Oxford or Cambridge, and they are basically lovers, but they can't tell anyone because it's like forbidden, and it's like such a like like a yearning like slow romance type of movie and it's so tense because like obviously like they can't let people know that they're gay but it's so like oh my god like the tension is insane and it's 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 like such a beautiful movie they have like these amazing sets and everything it's like i think it's like in edwardian times so yeah and there's this quote that people have been talking about And the quote is, I should have gone through life half awake if you'd had the decency to leave me alone. I was like, bitch. Oh my gosh, it's so good. You definitely, like, I recommend this highly. So after that, I saw Baby Teeth. It's this Eliza Scanlon movie. And it's an Australian film. Um, It was fine. It's like coming of age and... Eliza Scanlon in it has cancer and she meets this guy who her family hates and is really wild and out there and everything and she has like only a few months to live or something like that and it's just her like growing up and like living and stuff which is cute but the age gap is so weird and nobody ever addresses it in the movie and I don't know like Australian films like Thanks for trying, but try harder. <laughs> it was okay. They, I think they had Mallrat in the soundtrack, and I was like, oh my fucking god, like, do you have to... Like, Mallrat doesn't need to be in every Australian teen movie. Nobody asked for this. But anyways, it was fine. Um, and then I saw this Noah Baumbach movie... Kicking and Screaming came out in 1995. It's not Kicking and Screaming with Will Ferrell in it. Not that one. It's the Noah Baumbach one. And it's about a it's about this like group of teenagers, not teenagers. They're like young adults that graduated uni but they have no clue what to do with their lives and they're still trying to live in like the student lifestyle basically, but they're trying to figure out what to do after they graduated. And it's like I mean, some people would say it's pretentious because they have all these conversations about like really intelligent sounding things and they test each other on trivia. Um, it echoes Walt Stillman's, Whit Stillman's work and he did Metropolitan, which I also loved. But I actually really enjoyed it. The soundtrack is so good. It has Heart of Glass by Blondie in it. It has Bob Dylan music. It's so... It's very, like, 90s, but it's it's a great Noah Baumbach movie, and it has, like, little jokes in it that I love. And then I saw this um, movie called A Rainy Day in New York that was directed by absolutely nobody, apparently. <laughs> um, it has Timothy Chalamet, Selena Gomez, Elle Fanning, I think, yeah, and, like, a few other people. It's such a shit movie i think my review on letterbox said it was like a flaming pile of garbage it was so dumb it's like it has these like like the dialogue nobody says that if like no young person would ever say anything that is in this movie like there's a scene where 
um, Timothy is asking Selena Gomez if he can play the piano at her house. And he's like, oh, like, can I play your piano? And she's like, yeah, go ahead. It's a family heirloom. And I was sitting there, like, thinking, like, who the fuck says that? Like, if somebody asked you, like, can I play your piano? You would just say yes. Like, why do you have to add things like, oh, yeah, it's a family heirloom. Like, nobody cares. You can tell it's so, like, privileged, like, pretentious dialogue that nobody says. And it's fine if the movie's, like, a timeless movie, but they literally all have, like, iPhones and stuff. So it's, like, it's like a glitch, basically. So, no, I do not recommend that movie. I don't know why I watched it, even, in the first place, but I torrented it anyways, so it's fine. And then I saw Waves. It's an A24 movie. Um, If you haven't seen it, just watch it. I don't want to spoil it because, like, the first half of the movie is completely different to the second half. But it's just about, like, a group of people and what happens in their lives. It's... The first half was really, like, intense and heartbreaking. And then the second half was, like, the most wholesome thing you can, like, ever watch. And it's just, like, great. The soundtrack is, like, all Frank Ocean. And it's really pretty. And the way they filmed it is really, really, like, gorgeous. But yeah, watch Waves. And then I saw, um, oh, another A24 movie called The Last Black Man in San Francisco. It's about these two friends, Jimmy and Mont, and they basically, like, Mont is trying to help Jimmy reclaim this old house that was his childhood home in San Francisco. And it, like, mentions issues and stuff, and they deal with, like, gentrification and a sense of like cultural displacement in san francisco it's it's like such a good movie because it's like it makes you feel so nostalgic really different i hadn't seen anything like it before and it's like such a gorgeous film it's like super emotional definitely like sobbed a lot and the ending is great and it's like oh there's like all these little moments that are just like amazing and His childhood home is, like, um, now owned by a really old white couple. And he still goes back to, like, repaint the windowsills and stuff because he just wants to take care of his house so badly. And, like, to him, it's still his house, even though the neighborhood is, like, not the same as, like, he once knew. And the people there are, like, basically strangers. But he still feels that it's his house. And it's, like, so moving. It's so great. So, yeah. And then I saw this movie called Host. It came out this year and it was made in quarantine. So it they talk about like the virus and stuff, which I was like, ew. But it's it's like that one movie that came out called Unfriended and it's like a Skype horror movie. But this one's on Zoom. And there are it's like a group of friends and they're trying to conduct a séance through zoom which already sounds stupid because it is and then shit goes down and there's like ghosts in the house and people are killed and it's like it's not even i wouldn't call it a movie it's like an hour long but it was fine i wasn't scared i was like it was quite comedic it was hilarious like props to them for trying but like it's it's okay 
And then I saw this movie that came out as well this year called Never Rarely Sometimes Always. It's like a super small indie film about this girl who gets pregnant, but her state, I think it's Pennsylvania or something, her state doesn't allow her to get an abortion because like abortions are banned. And so she basically has to travel to New York City with her cousin to get an abortion. And it's like the whole movie is about that journey that both of them take together and like the risks they have and the danger. But it, it like echoes the stories of so many people who take that same journey by themselves, like super scared because like, you know, their state doesn't give them the rights to their own bodies. So it was really, really interesting. It's a slow movie, but it's like, I think one of the best that I've seen so far this year. Nobody really says much, but you know what they're thinking and it's like, it's within the lines and you can feel it. So I really liked that movie. Um, and then I saw, <laughs> I saw The Boys in the Band on Netflix. It's that new movie that is produced by Ryan Murphy. And it's based on a play, but it's starring like Jim Parsons and like Matt Bomer and a few other people that I can't remember. It was really like one well, of those like quick, witty movies, but the jokes were like all right. And people love it, obviously, because it's like super gay and it's Ryan Murphy. But it was fine. Like, it's an all right movie. I think I gave it like two out of, two out of five. And then I saw Stalker by Tarkovsky. It's Russian, I think. It came out in 1979 and it was so boring. I think I think it took me like seven days to finish it. It's so slow and I'm not a fan of Tarkovsky's work. I saw Solaris and that took me like a month to finish because every time I would watch like 15 minutes of it, I would fall asleep. It's very, very slow, and it's also in Russian, and it's like, oh my god, like, kill me. But it's like essential viewing, and it's like auto cinema. So I was like forcing myself to watch it. Um, it was honestly not that bad. Like, I liked this more than Solaris, definitely. It's one of his like more iconic movies. It's a, it's like this dystopian movie where there's this place in. Russia, I'm guessing, that is called The Zone, and this zone basically will grant anybody a wish. Oh no, no, it'll grant whatever they truly want, like, in their hearts. And so, like, there's, like, this guy in it, like, he's, like, the stalker, like, quote-unquote, and he takes people into the zone through, like, police roadblocks and, like, all these, like, he has to like yeah, he has to like go through like mazes and stuff to get to this like place that will grant people's wishes. And so like he has to take a scientist and a poet into this place. And it was fine. Like, don't waste your time. I think it was like over three hours. Incredibly slow, very silent, like nobody says anything in it. Nothing much happens. It's like all about life and like really, really deep stuff that makes no sense. I think I gave it like 3.5. It was pretty though, like it's a pretty movie, but it's not that great. And then speaking of essential viewing, <laughs> I saw 
a short film by Lena Dunham that she made in like 2007 or something like that called Hooker on Campus. And it's basically these like vignettes of her going around her campus and she's like looking for money and taking sips out of people's coffee and basically just being like a public nuisance. And it's basically like about her just like looking for sex work and stuff around uni but lena dunham is so obnoxious like i honestly hate lena dunham so much i've been dying to see girls but i feel like i just cannot mentally do it because i had to see her face in every single episode she's just so obnoxious and then i saw a few documentaries i saw boy state which also came out this year it's oh it's such a like weird movie it's like a social experiment but not really it's this like camp that they run in texas and it's about like thousands of thousands of boys from texas joining this like camp and it's like a representative government type of like situation so like they all of them go to this camp and they elect a governor and like blah 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 like basically people in government and then they're trying to pass laws and like all that stuff and they have to have elections to who wins like the election to be governor it's interesting because like i don't know it just shows like the amount of toxic masculinity and also like how hard it is to be obviously like poc in texas and also in politics in america and it was actually like really really funny in some parts it's honestly a really good documentary it has really iconic quotes in it and it's just all these like wannabe politicians that are like young 17 year old boys and it's like terrifying but funny at the same time so i highly recommend boy state and then i saw this documentary also came out this year called feels good man it's a documentary about pepe the frog like the meme and its origins and like how it spread through the internet and then how it became like an alt-right symbol and then they interview like other um artists who do like comics and the guy who created it it's honestly really fascinating like i knew nothing about it before it became a meme like it was a comic and then it was scanned and everything onto 4chan i think but it was a really really insightful documentary the visuals are stunning they have these like really pretty animations that they do and yeah it's just like a really good time and then speaking of a good time i saw the taylor swift reputation stadium tour which i actually hadn't finished before when like when it came out i didn't even finish it because i think i i just missed it but it was so good like iconic i can't believe charlie xcx had to sing shake it off like back up on shake it off live in front of everybody next to camila cabello oh my god like that's so embarrassing for her and then i saw this other documentary called town bloody hole it's about a town hall meeting between this like really toxic guy i think he's a writer but he like doesn't know anything and he's trying to argue with like three or four other feminists i think it's really insightful like um it's like such a intense like night and they're trying to debate each other on like topics of like the women's liberation movement and like feminism it's like certainly like a cultural historical documentary and there's like p 
people like famous people in the crowd like susan sontag was there the- so the panel is jacqueline sabalos jermaine greer jill johnson and diana trilling and like they're trying to debate everything about the women's liberation movement like oh my god it was like so powerful i loved it and i think that's about it so yeah i saw 22 movies in september and i've been watching almost nothing in october so i need to like get going but yeah thank you so much for listening i hope everyone's safe this Bye. is the film slut podcast <laughs>